0: One of my tips is, um, as much as I can, I try not to drink my calories. So I don't really do orange juice, um, I don't do milk, I don't do iced tea, and I feel like I could save a lot of calories throughout the day by just doing that.
1: Welcome to Waste Away, the intermittent fasting podcast. If you wanna learn how to lose weight for life through intermittent fasting, burn fat, heal your thyroid and autoimmune issues, and break the bondage of food, then this podcast is for you. I'm Chantel Ray, author of Waste Away: The Chantel Ray Way, and each week I have different guests answering your questions. If you haven't had a chance to pick up your copy of Waste Away, visit chantelrayway.com/podcast and you'll automatically get 20% off the book, audiobook, recipe book, coaching and inner circle Facebook group. Remember the thoughts and opinions in this podcast do not constitute medical advice.
2: Hey guys, Aaron here. Before we get started, I just wanted to remind you that you can find our full podcast episodes on our YouTube channel. Not only do you get to see Chantel and our guests, but you also get to see any charts, graphs, or pictures that we may mention. Search Chantel Rayway on YouTube or click the link in the show notes. And if you would like daily accountability as well as a resource with lots of helpful tips about Chantel's intermittent fasting lifestyle, head on over to ChantelRayway.com coaching. As always, enjoy the show.
1: Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode, and today we have Sarah Shelton, and she is the owner of The Beach Boutique. It's an amazing online boutique, and she's got a location here in Chesapeake as well. She's married. She's got three kids, 12-year-old, 8-year-old, and a 7-year-old, and she has an absolute perfect body. You've got to follow her on Instagram. She's absolutely drop-dead gorgeous. If you're listening to this podcast, um, you might want to it on YouTube and follow our YouTube channel. But we are so excited to have you.
0: Welcome, Sarah. Thank you for having me.
1: Yes. So um, as you know, I've interviewed thousands. I used to say over a thousand, but now it's probably close to 2,000 women that I've interviewed asking them what they eat, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And so we're going to just kind of find out your secrets of what you do. So I'm going to ask you a couple questions. So if you had to estimate like, how clean do you eat? So like 100% clean, 90%, 80% of the time, how often would you eat clean?
0: I would say that if I had to estimate how often, it would probably be following the 80-20 rule. So 80% clean eating and 20% indulging. Okay. And so like, if you had to estimate, like, you know, what would that look
1: like in a week? Would it be like, every other day, once a week, how often would you say that you would indulge in something kinda a little bit more not clean?
0: I would say probably one meal or snack every other day. Okay, Um, so talk about what that would look like in a week. What would you say? So the meals that I would choose to indulge on might be like movie night with my family, having a glass or two of wine with some popcorn, or maybe going out with some girlfriends and getting a sandwich and a latte versus a salad I might eat at home. Okay, perfect.
1: And so if you had to say like, you know, when you go to, let's say Chipotle, if you were going to go to Chipotle, what would you say like, would you kind of, what would you put on your, your Chipotle bowl?
0: I would stay away from the tortilla and I would probably do salad, um, stay away from the rice and do um, lean meat. So chicken, salsa, um, and maybe do like a sprinkle of cheese or guacamole, but nothing too high fat.
1: Okay. And then um, like how often would you say, like, would you say sometimes I have the sour cream and cheese? And like, how would you make that decision that you were doing that?
0: Yeah, if I was going to have the extra toppings that I wouldn't normally have, I, I would probably do it on a day where maybe I worked out that day or maybe I'd already been pretty strict on eating clean the other meals. Um, so maybe I feel like I have some some extra calories or room to splurge a little bit on that one. So
1: one of the things I've heard people say um, when I'm interviewing all these people, they say, you know, I look at things and I look at how big is the differential. Meaning like, how badly do I want this versus that? So like, for example, they would say like, if I was going to eat ice cream or if I was going to have frozen yogurt that was less calories, I might say, you know what, the frozen yogurt's going to still satisfy that need that I want for ice cream. But if I had something else, I... I would still feel satisfied. So, talk about. Do you have any stories kind of explaining that of like when you're making decisions, like of should I have this or should I have that?
0: Yeah. Um, so, if I'm trying to decide if I'm going to just go with my craving or go with a healthier option, um, I would. I would definitely say go with the craving in moderation. Um, like you said, frozen yogurt versus ice cream. If you had a whole cup of frozen yogurt versus. A half of a cup or a third of a cup of ice cream it's going to even even out to the same calories but um, you're going to feel more satisfied so one time i was in the store and i was really wanting these valentine's day chocolate covered marshmallows and um, i'm like no i'm going to be good i'm going to be good and i just i went home not having that chocolate craving satisfied and i ended up baking a whole batch of chocolate chip cookies and ate way more than i would have had i just gotten that little chocolate covered marshmallow um so i think as long as you're not giving in every day or every meal um, and just kind of balancing those cravings, I would say just just going with what your body wants, but just in moderation. So if you had to put a time
1: amount on it, you'd say like you said, once every other day, you'd make that decision. Like you'd say, you know what? I already had something sweet. I don't need something sweet again. Or I already had something indulgent before. I'm kind of going to do it once every other day. Is that yeah. about what you would say? Mm-hmm. Um, and then like, if you were going to decide how often let's say you were craving a chocolate cake. Okay. How many bites of that chocolate cake would you eat?
0: Um, I would say I would try to, uh, portion it out to smaller, you know, maybe a few bites, but still like just getting that little bit of it would probably make me feel a lot better
1: <laughs> than
0: um, foregoing it all together.
1: So in our interview with, um, Miss Virginia Catherine Muldoon. She talks about some little tricks that she does. I know she talked about with her ice cream. She says like she just like literally like took a tiny little bit and then made it like railroad tracks in the ice cream. And she ended up only eating an inch of it because she savored it so much. What kind of tips can you tell people that you do something like that of how you savor your food or how you can really
0: make a lot last Um, I might do like when it comes to ice cream I might get some halo top uh, which is more natural base and lower calorie and fat content and I might put some like a few Lily's dark chocolate chips on it so it kind of feels like a little bit like a sundae um, but it has a lot less sugar a lot less calories Um, and to me that is still going to satisfy craving. So I would say maybe finding a few different alternatives that will still satisfy, but could literally cut the calories in half.
1: Good. So give some more examples of that, of like things that you say, this is something I, I kind of indulge in, but it's really, I found a an option that has less sugar or less
0: calories that I also that it does satisfy me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I think also what some people don't realize is when your body's so used to such a high sugar intake, that's what you're craving and that's, what's going to satisfy you. But over time, if you start slowly cutting that out, your body's going to respond to that. And the things that you used to think were like normal sweet level, now they're going to feel way over sweet. So I think even just focusing on kind of cutting back a little bit to begin with and then afterwards things will like i said taste sweeter so i mean a banana has i i forget but it's like 27 grams of sugar which people wouldn't think that because it's fruit it's healthy but um, sugar content really has a lot to do with um, gaining weight so that's one thing that i do try to focus on so i mean maybe taking like a few banana slices or strawberry slices and putting it over non-fat yogurt um Like I said, it might not sound like an ice cream sundae right away, but once you really start cutting out some of that sugar, it's going to really satisfy that sugar craving. Awesome.
1: Hey guys, we absolutely love getting your questions into the podcast, but we're also interested in your journey. So if you've started intermittent fasting and have some success or even struggling a little bit, we want to hear about it. Email me your intermittent fasting stories to Chantel at ChantelRayway.com. Now back to the show. Um, As far as like, let's talk about when you eat um, and when you stop eating. So let's just talk about like a hunger scale. Let's just say, you know, like a one, you'd be like ravenously hungry um, and then, or actually zero is ravenously hungry, but one would be like, I'm really hungry. And then let's say five is stuffed and four is satisfied where do you, on that hunger scale, where would you start eating and where would you stop eating at?
0: Um, I generally try to start eating when I'm kind of just starting to get hungry, um, but definitely, you know, having a busy schedule. Sometimes it does go past that, uh, which I find is a lot easier to make uh choices, <laughs> because by that point, now I'm just craving. If you start, and if you get to
1: ravenously hungry, then you're like, I don't care. I'm then gonna-. I'm not making good. Choices. So you're you're just waiting until you're really hungry that mm-hmm. you're eating,
0: okay? And then where would you say you're stopping eating at? Um, I would say I definitely have to make myself stop when I feel just satisfied, because um, I mean, I know me personally, I can definitely. Like I love food, so I could keep eating much further, but then afterwards I'm going to feel overstuffed. I'm going to feel like I probably ate too much where I'm not going to be maintaining.
1: So on a scale, would you say it would be like 3.7, 3.8, 4, 4 4.2? Where would you stop eating? When would you you say, I'm going to stop eating now? I would say probably 3.8. So like 3.8 you'd stop eating even though you're not quite satisfied you're you're waiting until you're just below satisfied cuz you know in 20 minutes, I am going to be a lot more full. It just is, hasn't hit me Well, yet. I
0: think, too, it's, that goes back to the portion control because when you put a certain amount of food on your plate, you just kind of have the idea that you need to finish it. Um, so I think it goes back to just putting those smaller portions originally because there will be times where I'm eating, I'm satisfied, but there's still a few bites left where can I eat those? Yeah, of course, but then I'm going to feel stuffed.
1: That's awesome. So you would say that? You, do you try to leave a few bites there so you know, like, hey, I'm already at a 3.8 right now. I'm even though there's a couple plates, I don't need to clean my plate because I know if I eat those couple bites, I'm gonna be
0: too stuffed. Mm-hmm. Um, well, when it comes to eating at home, I would say I'm pretty good about just getting the appropriate portion to begin with, so I don't get stuck in that problem. But when I go out to eat, if it's, I mean, if it's a huge salad or a huge bowl of pasta or whatever it is, sometimes I'll actually have the waiter bring me a to-go box right in the beginning. I'll package half of it up. And then, um, I mean, I'm excited because I have a whole meal for lunch tomorrow or something. And then also I just know what I'm going to eat on my plate. Gotcha.
1: Any other tips that you would say to people that you would say, these are some things mentally that I say to myself that help me say, you know what? I'm not going to overeat. What does that self talk look like for you?
0: Um, for me, it's definitely a balance. I want to enjoy my life and just being somebody who's social and likes food, and um, I I want to be able to go out and do those things and enjoy the food and the drinks that I want to have. Um, so I just I try to give myself grace when I do screw up, but I just try to you know stay focused of what my goals are. I know for me, um, especially owning my boutique and being the model for all my clothes. Like I want to look and feel a certain way. Um, it doesn't have to be to society's standards. It's my own standard of what I feel my best at. And I'm going to perform. Um, I'm going to socialize everything at my best when I'm feeling where I want to be physically. Um, so I try to keep my goals in mind, but like I said, also giving myself grace because that's where that 80, 20 comes in.
1: Because you say, you know what, twenty percent of the time I'm gonna eat whatever my body's craving and whatever I want. Yeah. But eighty percent, I'm gonna kind of stick to things mm-hmm. that are gonna fuel my body and I'm gonna feel my best. Mm-hmm. What are some of the things that are like the staples in your diet that you say these are things that I eat? on a regular basis, like what, what is like a typical lunch for you look like? Like I have, I
0: eat a lot of this for lunch. What does that look like
2: for Mm
1: -hmm. you?
0: Um, I would say salads. Um, I try to stay away from the heavy dressings, but I'll load it up with vegetables. Um, I do like, I feel like for me, my body responds better to a higher fat diet than a higher carb. And that's just something that you have to figure out on your own. Um, but if I do more carbs, it's going to make me gain weight. So I can go have a salad and put some bacon and avocado on there. And that's going to be that little extra, um, like treat that's going to make my salad just that much better. Mm -hmm. Um, but like I said, then I'll stay away from the heavy dressings that could just triple the calories. Um, and then, so what, so if you, let's say you had a
1: salad what Would you put any dressing on it? Would you put a little bit of dressing? Would you say, look, there's already bacon on here. There's avocado on here. What would you say? Would you say, I'll put maybe a half a teaspoon of dressing? Or you'd say, you know what? The avocado and the bacon has enough flavor. I don't need to add that.
0: Yeah, I would definitely put dressing. Um, if I go to a restaurant, I'm going to look at the calorie content on the dressing packets. Um, there are a few... At the grocery store that I like, that are pretty all natural, um, clean dressings, but they're also super low in calorie. Um, so I think they're like a little more vinegar based. Um, so I try to I try to keep that in mind, or I'll make my own with like citrus and olive oil that I can put on. But I just I don't douse it in mm-hmm. dressing just enough where it's satisfying, but you're not getting that overload. Gotcha.
1: I've heard people that kind of take their fork and dip it in the dressing, and then they you
0: know put it in there. Do you do that or do you just put drizzle it on there? I just, like I said, I would be more inclined to go for a lower calorie option and be able to kind of dress it the way that I want um, versus doing something much higher in calorie and fat and then having to really restrict myself on the amount. Okay. And just talk about some of the indulgences
1: that a little bit more that you go, these are kind of, these are weekly indulgences that I have that I like and talk about the amount of that you have. So we've had different people have come on and they say like, I know one girl said, you know, chocolate covered raisins, that's her thing or chocolate covered almonds, that's their thing. But they have, you know, eight chocolate covered raisins or eight chocolate covered almonds and they kind of portion that out and they know that amount is going to satisfy them. So what would that look like for you if you were going to indulge in something? What is it uh, what are some of the the ones that are big indulgences that really you crave? And how much of that do you have?
0: Um, mine would be either, like I said, going out with friends, which might be going to a brunch um, where I might get eggs benedict and hash browns, but that's going to just be my meal and I'm going to enjoy it and I'm not going to be hard on myself. Um, There might be other indulgences that are kind of like more grazing snacks during the week where like I have three kids, so I always have Cheez-Its and goldfish and potato chips on hand for them for school and stuff. So I might find myself in there grabbing a a handful of Cheez-Its, but it might just be that, like just a few versus taking the box to my office. So would you say that's like
1: four Cheez-Its or... Um, maybe 10. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then, um, anything else that you can think of that you like to indulge on and how much of it do you have?
0: Um, definitely a few cocktails during the week. So I try to minimize that where it's not every night. It might just be like two glasses of wine, a couple nights a week. Um, so probably, probably that. But I also try, one of my tips is, um, as much as I can, I try not to drink my calories. So I don't really do orange juice. um, I don't do milk. I don't do iced tea. And I feel like I could save a lot of calories throughout the day by just doing that. So as long as I drink water instead of all those other options, um, I feel like you can really cut back calories. And then drinking enough water is also going to make you feel full. So that's definitely one of my little tips. Mm,
1: I love that. I'm the same way. I do not like to drink my calories. I'd much rather eat them. Well, Sarah, thanks so much for coming. And if you want to find out, she's got some amazing clothes, amazing jewelry. If you look in the show notes, you can find her website and shop online. You can buy it wherever you're listening. And um, also follow Sarah on Instagram. You can see her modeling all of her clothes and she's got amazing stuff on there. Well, thank you, Sarah, for sharing your tips and we'll see you guys next time. If you have a question that you want answered, go to questions at share